Blog Talk Radio. It's time now for the Conqueror's Cafe Show. Your hour of empowerment and inspiration with your host, Twyla Reed, author of Broken Wings. Here we encourage you to spread your broken wings and keep soaring by the power of God as you transform your tragedies into empowering moments. Thank you for joining us today. We are here every Sunday night at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a very special guest today that's here to share their testimony of hope and healing with us all. So don't move because you are definitely in for a treat today here on the Conqueror's Cafe. Hello?
a little bit, y'all. Welcome to the Conqueror's Cafe. I'm your host, Twyla Reed, and we are here this evening. We're having some serious technical difficulties. Hello? Um, it's, hello, uh, Ms. Veronica, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Awesome, awesome. So the devil is just mad because that just lets me know that we are on the right track and that we're going to have an awesome show on this evening. So thank you so much for joining back in with us. We are going to continue on. So good evening, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the Conference Cafe. Again, I'm your host, Twyla Reed, also known as your Tragedy to Strategy Mentor. Happy Sunday. What an awesome day to just give God thanks for just being God all by himself. I tell you, when things like this occur, I, I rejoice because it just lets me know that we are on the right track and that God has a message today for his people. That has never, ever happened as long as I have been doing this show. This has never occurred. And I need to tell you guys, the show started out, I could hear everything, and as soon as we got ready to go live, it just went blank. I couldn't hear anything, and you guys, I don't know if you can hear me or not, but I could not hear anything. But to God be the glory, we are up and running again. Happy Sunday. Thank you all so much. As you all know, I'm the author of Broken Wings, which is a true story of a mother's unwavering love for her son in the aftermath of a horrific car accident, which left him in a coma, paralyzed, and with a severe traumatic brain injury. That mother and son is my son and I. And this book is our journey through his recovery. It is our testimony of hope and healing of how we use prayer and how we use perseverance to overcome the hardships that we endured during that time. I'm also the founder and CEO of Broken Wings Incorporated, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization established to provide awareness about traumatic brain injuries to communities while providing support, resources, tips, and prevention insights. We educate, empower, and enlighten brain injury survivors, caregivers, and family members by teaching them how to create the life that they desire in spite of the challenges and devastation that accompany head injuries. We provide real-time working strategies to ideal well-being. And a few of my books include uh, Soaring by the Power of God, which is a 31-day life-changing devotional that's designed to enable you to soar as the events of your life are transformed into empowering moments. Through daily reading and guided prayers, the intention is for you to increase your self-control, discover happiness, hope, and to refocus your life on the things that really matter. This devotional was written for both men and women who are just seeking a more intimate relationship with Christ. Affirmations for the mind, body, and soul. This is a guide for survivors of traumatic events. You know, oftentimes after surviving a tragedy, life can become so chaotic. It can become hectic, and you really just feel like giving up. You feel like your life is over and that you're not going to make it. The challenges that you face, can really, really become so overwhelming. They can really push you into a dark place, into a place of isolation. 
But this is the time that you cannot give up, and it is the time that you cannot give in. It's the time to truly understand the power of your words because it is through your words where you're going to find the strength and the will to turn your situation around. It's through your words that you're going to find joy. It's through your words that you're going to find peace, and you're going to realize that you actually do possess the power to turn that tragedy into triumph. And I want to uh, take a moment to uh, give a call out to caregivers. We are preparing to do uh, a project at Anthology, and I am looking for 10. The Lord gave me the number 10. I'm looking for 10 caregivers to participate in this anthology. And the name of this anthology is Confessions of a Caregiver. Confessions of a Caregiver. How many of you know that in the blink of an eye that your life can change? You can be living your best life, and, and like I said, in the blink of an eye, things can change, and your life can be turned upside down. And before you know it, you are consumed with doctor's visits, prescription pickups, bathing, clothing, feeding, being a mentor, being a, 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 a listening ear, being a best friend, all of those things. And I promise you, those are just some of the minor things that we do as caregivers. Well, in this anthology, we are going to brutally and honestly share some of the chronicles of being a caregiver for the people in our lives that we love while we are attempting to take care of ourselves. I tell you, it's going to be humor, stories of laughter, uh, uh, loss and love and restoration like never before. They're going to leave an imprint on your heart. So if you are a caregiver or if you know a caregiver that may be interested in this opportunity, please have them email me at info at twilareed.com. That's info, I-N-F-O, at T-W-Y-L-I-A-R-E-I-D dot C-O-M. Some of you may have uh, made a commitment this year to spend a little more time in your word. You may have decided to really just Set aside some quality time time to work on your personal relationship with God. If this is you, I'd like to invite you to to check out uh, my book, The Word, the Truth, and the Light Bible Study Notebook. For me, I've discovered that one key difference between reading and studying is writing down what you hear. It kind of helps you absorb it a little bit more. So whether you have no Bible experience or you have studied the Bible for years, This Bible study notebook provides an excellent intro to personal Bible study. And last but certainly not least, our 2020 planners are are, uh, being ordered, and they will be here soon, so more to follow on that. Uh, We will keep you posted. All books can be ordered from my website, Amazon, or Barnes & Noble. Please visit my website at www.twilareed.com to secure your Happy today. Happy Sunday, everybody. It is September the 15th. Oh, my gosh. I cannot believe it's the end of September. We are almost into the month of October, which starts the last quarter of 2019. We are almost in that last stretch of 2019. Oh, my gosh. What happened to the year? 
I tell you, it's been an amazing year, and not only that, it's been an awesome day today. Again, just one that I just want to just give God thanks for just being able to wake up and see today. And just want to thank you guys so much for joining us. Here in the Conference Cafe, we highlight authors, entrepreneurs, as well as survivors of traumatic events who've made it out victorious, and now they're here to share their testimony of hope and healing with the world, to offer encouragement and inspiration to others as they travel on their own personal journey. For today's episode or any of our other episodes, please visit our website at www.conferencecafe.com. We also invite you to like, follow, and share our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash conferencecafe. So if you or someone you know have experienced a tragic event, I invite you to contact me. Let's connect and create the life that you desire in spite of the challenges that you may be facing so that you too can become the strategist of your own destiny. It is now time for our scripture for this evening. I tell you guys, I've had an awesome weekend. I attended an awesome women's conference this weekend. Um, Warring Women Win, and it was absolutely amazing. The speakers, uh, dynamic speakers, and I tell you, uh, God truly spoke through those powerful women of God, and, and, and they really imparted some wisdom and to the attendees um, there. So uh, that was an awesome conference. So a huge shout-out to the uh, wild women of Emmanuel Christian Church for having um, hosting such an amazing conference. Our scripture for today is coming from Psalm 55, verse number 22. Psalm 55, the number Psalm, 55th number Psalm, verse number 22. And it reads, leave your troubles with the Lord, and he will defend you. He never lets honest people be defeated. I'm going to read that again. Leave your troubles with the Lord, and he will defend you. He never lets honest people be defeated. And for a few minutes, I just want to talk to you from the topic, leave it with God. Leave it with God. When you leave everything in God's hands, eventually you will see God's hand in everything. We all carry many stressors and strains and burdens. So how should we deal with all these negative attacks? What are we to do? Well, God invites us to bring all of it to him. My grandmother was really serious when it came to believing in all God was capable of doing, and her prayer life proved it. She was not a saint, and I'm sure there were many times when she wanted to just give up and throw in the towel, but she did not. She learned how to lean and depend on the ever-present grace of God. I witnessed her putting her faith continuously in him and holding fast to a hope that was never disappointing. I never understood why other than she just simply knew that God would always answer her prayers. So when we give something to God, it feels wonderful because we are essentially given the burden, we're given the worries and the cares of that thing, whatever it is that's bothering us over to him. And when we do this, we feel an overwhelming sense of peace knowing that it is in his hands. The problem is, however, we go back and we pick that thing back up that we gave to him. 
whether it's taking back control over something that we gave to him, whether it's handling uh, 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 something that we vowed to, to never try to tackle again or just trying to take care of ourselves in an area, trying to figure out on our own uh, when we've asked him to do it for us. All these things will cause us to take back the very thing that we gave to God. The first and most important step in giving something to God and leaving it there is to trust. Trust him to take care of what he's promised to take care of. Now, this trust can be developed in many different ways. By understanding how much he cares for us and loves us is the first approach in developing the trust. If you don't feel like you have ever had a true relationship of his great love for you, that is certainly the first step in trusting God. Next, you have to know that you know that you know that his promises to you are for real, knowing that his promises will help us have something, uh, uh, have a tremendous amount of peace, knowing that he promised to take care of us. That sounds easy, right? But is it really? It can be hard to let go of those things that are that we're anxious about, but that is exactly the perfect time to let it go. There's wisdom in knowing when to let go. There's wisdom in knowing when to let go, and that praying to God is what it's all about. Jim Elliott once said, God always gives his best to those who leave the choice with him. This means that we made the decision to not trust in ourselves but in God. We pursue God's wisdom, not our own. And because of that, we learn to let go and to let God do as he pleases, which always brings the best possible results. So if you feel like the world is against you, you are absolutely right because guess what? It is. But don't fret. You've been instructed to cast your burdens upon the Lord, and he shall sustain you. The word cast means to throw off or to throw away. And burden means a heavy load. It's something hard to bear. And the word sustain means to offer nourishment, to offer support or strength, as well as to carry. What is a dump truck designed for? It's designed for short loads to haul us to the altar. So carry it all to God and trust in him. Don't let your tomorrow be regret from your emptiness on today. Leave it with God. Leave it with him and let him lead the way. Amen, amen, and amen. I want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsors on today. Broken Wings Incorporated, a 501c3 nonprofit organization, designed to provide awareness about traumatic brain injuries to communities while providing support, resources, tips, and prevention insights. So if you are a survivor of a traumatic brain injury or caregiver, please visit our website for more information at www.brokenwingsinc.org or please call 912-335-3799. Sister Scent, for personalized candles and gift baskets for any occasion, please contact Nishari Davenport at 205-514-0866. Shipping is available. Again, contact Nishari Davenport at 205-514-0866 for your custom-made 
personalized gift baskets and candles. The Birmingham Slayers, if you live in the Birmingham, Alabama area, and you're looking for an organization where your child can be a part of a team where together everyone truly achieves more, a place where dance is a part of who they are as they encompass unity like never before. The Birmingham Slayers is who they need to connect with. Please contact Ms. V at 479-899-2618 for more details. And if you have a business or an event that you uh, would like to have advertised on our show, please contact me at info at for details. Oh, my God, guys, we have an amazing, amazing show lined up for you this evening. You are in for a special treat. Our guest is a published author, a true survivor, filled with wisdom to empower you, to educate and enlighten you. So I want you guys to relax. Go ahead and grab your cup of tea, get your cup of water, get your cup of coffee, as we prepare to be blessed by this truly anointed vessel. But first, we are going to take a quick break, so we will be right back, but don't you move. Hello, this is Cherie Barnes of CherieBarnesAuthor.com, and you are listening to the Conqueror's Cafe radio show.
Her mission is to assist as a guide for others to develop a successful roadmap towards their new ideas and not the identification that was given to them by their parents or the environment or various social factors. This passion was invoked after developing a warrior, not warrior mindset, overcoming 28 years of incest, financial, physical, spiritual, and domestic violence suffered at the hands of her ministerial birth father, her passion for helping those that have experienced various traumas throughout life has assisted her in her healing journey. She is a living example of how reconstructing negative thoughts via mindfulness can pave the way to living your best life. Her motto is a positive mindset and monitoring your internal GPS that's guarding your psychological self daily is the key toward evolving into the precious gem that you deserve to be. So without further ado, we want to just welcome her on this evening with a great round of applause. Hello, Ms. Monica. Hello. How are you doing this evening? Good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, and I know we're on the right track with the way things try to start <laughs> off. Hey, man, you know what? I tell you, as long as I have been doing this show, that has never, ever happened. So, like I stated, when things like that happen, that just shows you that ain't nobody mad but the devil. <laughs> yes, he is. How you say well, he real? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I tell you what, you better know he's real because he shows you he's real every single day. But, Ms. Veronica, I tell you, we are just so happy to have you here with us today. With us on today. Now, I know that I, did, I read your bio. We've done the introduction, but I really would like for you to just say hello to the listeners in your own way. Good evening, listeners. I want to thank everyone and all of my friends, sisters, and queens and kings, if there be any listening, for joining us this evening for just our simple conversation about overcoming incestuous abuse. And I know that Aisha says she read my bio, but I want people to know that I have different trials and tribulations that's going on on a daily basis. So I don't want you to think everything's all good and everything together. But as I continue to live one step at a time, that's how I continue to grow into my becoming. Hey, man, awesome, beautiful. Well, you know, uh, I know we had a little hiccup, uh, but we're going to press forward nonetheless, and we're going to jump right on into this interview. Uh, we're going to go all the way back, Ms. Veronica, okay? Okay, first yes. First started writing. I want you to, to talk about when you first started writing and what inspired you to do so. Well, first of all, we're going to keep it honest. I yes. fought it. every. We've, I fought having to write this tooth and nail um, because I didn't know how people were going to take it, and it wasn't necessarily worrying about what people were going to say. But as far as like with writing, I had all kinds of little hiccups, as we say, with being the road as far as like raising a family, dealing with ADHD, dealing with my own mental challenges. And so, of course, you can come up with all kinds of um, things in your mind that will pose opposition and bring up procrastination. 
But when you hear the voice of God that say that the story is not for you, it's for others, you have to keep going because that drive and that mission kept pushing me. So by it kept pushing me, that's what gave me the drive to want to write the story, to help others, because I saw how much at peace I was. And then by me being at peace, going through what I went through, and then being involved with other people and seeing them sitting there feeling if there was no hope, I know that feeling. And I desired to end that feeling for them if they chose to take the journey. Oh, wow, that's awesome. You know, I tell you, you you put the words right out of my mouth. And I say this literally every interview that I do. The things that we go through in life, they're never for us. They're never for us. They're always to bless someone else. Because guess what? Uh, You have the strength, and and, and God gave you the ability to, to muster up the strength to persevere and press forward. But there are so many that are in those types of situations and that type of abuse where family members are abusing them. Uh, uh, they don't have the power and they don't have the will to walk out. They don't have that, you know, within them. So your story, your testimony of hope and healing on today, and I'm declaring it's going to give someone, somebody listening, the strength Amen. to get out and tell their story. Amen. Yes. Now, um, when you, since we're going back, let's talk about your younger self when you when you first started writing. Now there mm-hmm. was something, anything that you could go back and tell your younger writing self. What would it be? Just to do it. Do it scared. Even though my younger self, when I was, I kept saying, "Well, I don't know how to." Just do it scared. And if I had to tell my younger self, I would say, "You always use Google for everything." Find those apps. Make it easy for yourself. And now that I've found different apps while I'm writing my my next journal or what have you, it makes it so much easier to balance and stay in harmony with the things that I'm doing. And so if I had to tell my younger self, do it scared. Do it. Make sure you do it consistently. Just like you put everything else on the map and say it's important, that's important as well because they matter. That's a part of their healing process if they're writing a memoir or if it's not a memoir and it's just something that may be, say, for instance, fictional. It's something that you want to do and you matter. So in order to do what you need to do, put yourself on a calendar and you say, okay, I'm going to do this this many days or this, and stick to it. No excuses yeah. allowed. Amen. I like that. Just do it. Just do it. No excuses allowed. Even if you got to do it scared, do it and do it consistently. No excuses mm-hmm. allowed. I no think that is the allowed. best. Yes, that is the best thing to go back and tell. And, the, and for those that are listening, and I know the question was, what would you tell your younger writing self? But if you're out there and you're listening and you know that God is tugging at you to do this and write about your story, your journey, yeah, I know it's a scary thing, and, and I know that the enemy is in one ear telling you nobody wants to hear your story, no one is going to read the book. But, hey, just step out on faith and do it, even if you got to yes. do scared. Right, Ms. Veronica? <laughs> and that's true. And how you're saying those stories that you're telling yourself, stop having them because they're not serving you. That's what I had to teach myself too, my younger self, is to not have those negative conversations and to restructure them. Anytime something negative came, I had to devil you a lie and keep writing. Yes. Because even Cast if it's down. just one person 
that one person matters. And that one person could just be yourself because you're starting to live your truth. You know, I tell you, uh, that negative thought talk, that thing can do some damage if we allow it to. Um, Mm -hmm. Yes, you have to dispel that thought immediately. As soon as it comes in your mind, you have to pull that thing down uh, because if not, that thought is going to go to the, to the next thought and to the next thought. And before you know it, you, you've sat there for an hour. You've gotten mad. The blood pressure has gone up. <laughs> and all those things simply because of one negative thought. Thought. Mm-hmm. Now, because of one thought. In regards, in regards to your book, God's Diamond in the Rough, what's the genre of your book and what is the inspiration behind the title? Okay, well, the genre of my book is nonfiction. It's a nonfiction memoir about my life. And the inspiration behind the title is uh, we all are females. How you say enough? Of course, they have males that know about diamonds. And we love stuff that's sparkly. But in life, I wanted people to understand, just like the process of a diamond becoming a diamond, it starts off as a lump of coal, something hard. It's not shaped. But as it goes through the refining process and those trials of life that we go through, it's our refining process. No matter what type of trial it is, it still refines you to make you to become the best person that you could be if you choose to be mindful of the decisions that you make. Because we had to, I had to learn how to start responding and not reacting to life. And so when I looked at the process of a diamond and how it came about, and how beautiful it is, that's why I say I named the book God's Diamond in the Rough. Because how you say, when you're in a rough stage, you're going through a lot of rough patches in life. And no, it's not easy. And yes, it, it, it hurts. But if you choose to listen to the stories that those rough patches give you, you can grow from it. And then as you grow, you can you start to shine. Each story that you do, you learn to restructure that story and those thoughts that come from the story and say, you know what, it's not so bad at all. But, okay, what, am I need, what do I need to learn? What do I need to gain from this? And the more you gain from each rough patch, the more you shine. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. Yes. Got to learn to respond and not to be act alike. Now, mm-hmm. when you're talking about your book, God's Diamond in the Rough, I want you to describe the audience that you write for. The audience that I write for, for? I wrote that book for specifically those that have dealt with incestuous abuse. And for those that may not know what that is, that's dealing with a sexual rape from someone that's close to you that's a family member. And so this is who my book is geared to. But it also helps those others that have been through various other traumas because no matter what type of trauma it is, you still can use the same processes to come through it in order to better yourself. But like I say, my book was written for those that was through sexual abuse, those that have been broken down by someone close that was supposed to be there to protect them, that broke that level of trust, someone who now every time they go into a relationship, they're looking if they can get into a relationship because they just don't trust anymore because that person was supposed to protect them. That's who my book was was written for. (coughs) 
when you're talking about um, incestuous, incestuous relationships mm-hmm. within family, uh, first I want to just applaud you for writing about your story because in our community, especially in the black community, I think it happens more uh, than we think that it does, but so many times it's swept under the rug and people don't like to talk about it. Um, so the strength that you have to share your journey, Ms. Veronica, how did you just get, how did you get the strength? What did you have to go through? This must have the strength to do that. Believe it or not, how you say, you, you look at that hindsight 2020, and I didn't know that. I, I guess I was born for this. If 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 that, and let me try to explain it, because I know some people say, you weren't born for someone to do that to you. No, I wasn't. But God instilled in me. I just didn't know it. I just didn't know it was in me at the time. The tools that I needed to get myself out of it and to start pulling myself because he gave me a drive. He gave me a fight. Mm-hmm. But he gave me a fight with wisdom. Because when you go through that type of trauma, mine started off at the age of five, as far as I can remember. Now, I know that, just to give a little depth about the story, when my father confessed, they say he went way back. But that's as far as I can remember. And so each year that I came, because I loved my siblings, and so I fought for them. When I didn't see, I deserved it myself. And see, he used that against me. Because he saw the love that I have, and he said, you don't want me to hurt your sister, do you? And see, when I made 10, that's when it got a little bit worse, because she was five. And I found out that the same things was happening to me had started happening to her. And so that drive of going down, I saw how it took a toll on me mentally. I saw how, as in when 2002 got, I wanted to take my life. And so... As I went along my journey, I looked back, I said, Lord, you have been giving me all the tools I needed all along. I just didn't know it because, remember, he was a minister. That meant I went to church. That meant I heard the word. But I had to start applying the word to myself. And so being placed in different situations where the pastor wife took a to- uh, took an interest on, in me when I was, I think, in my teen, pre-teen years, because I think they saw mm-hmm. something that was going along that wasn't just quite right, but no one could do anything because I never said anything. Because just as you say, in most houses, what goes on in our house is taught to stay in our house, especially if it's beaten into you. So with the use of fear and all those other things, I, we wasn't going to tell. I remember an instance where my brother went to go try to tell my uncle, and he was beat so bad when he got back home, it was ridiculous to where he almost lost his leg because he made him sleep in a shed that night. So you got to look at the, the, the steps that went along, but it still built character in me because I was determined to save them, even if I had to sacrifice myself. I kept fighting, so I kept fighting. I, I started working early at the age of 12 in order to put things in clothes because we didn't have uniforms at that time. So I didn't want my siblings to be teased for not having clothes. I don't know how a parent allows, besides them being broken as well, to let a child take on that role, but it, it became to grow worse and worse because as I got older, then he was the man that saying, God, 
told me it was my job to do that and that I was his concubine. So over time, it's like, wait a minute, this is not making sense. Because once again, I was going to church, but I had to start having my own personal walk. And so once I got to the point in 2002 when I tried to take my life and I tried to curse God because when the coroner has to release you and tell you based on your toxicology report, I shouldn't be talking to you, you know that's something that you're supposed to do. Because every day I still was going to church. Even if I could just be walking into the church, he could have been just molested me or beat me and say, you bet not go over there looking like something's wrong with you because then I'm going to beat you again. This went on and on and on. He beat my mama. He beat my siblings. So it was nothing but fear. But there was something that was inside of me kept saying, there's got to be something better than this. I know i got to deserve better than this. I didn't ask to be born into this. And so... Over time, that drive just got stronger and stronger until once I became, I got married, and an aunt called and said, I need you to check on your mom. Looked like something's wrong. That became my why, to try to get, start pushing even more so to save her. Didn't quite work out that way, but I tried. And so after seeing my mom pass from mental abuse because she stopped eating, you see what that mind can do? She shut her own body down by not eating because she said she couldn't get the thoughts out of her head. Those thoughts are beasts when you keep telling yourself those negative stories and you keep having that conversation. That's why it's imperative for you to write your story if you've been through that. It, that's why it's imper- imperative for you to get yourself out because she got so far in to where she didn't see that she can come out. And she shut her own body down and stopped eating and passed from here and transitioned. And that was in 2015. When my mom transitioned, that's when I vowed to be the voice for others, to let them know that they can come out of this situation as well. Because I came out, but I came out so mixed up in the head to where it was a challenge for my children. My children saw me depressed because they didn't think I can have children at first because my insides were so messed up. But God. But God, yes. Yes. Well, I tell you, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm just in tears here listening to your testimony and how powerful, I mean, at such a young age to have to take on the responsibility of being a protector of everyone else including the one that was supposed to be your protector. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. I mean, that's all I can say. But, you know, that's not all I can say because, like you just said, but God. But, but God. God. Mm-hmm. But God. Now, um, if there are two things that you want your readers to walk away with after reading your book, what would those two things be? The first thing is that you deserve better. And it's not how you say it's two it's it's in that first thing is two things. You deserve better because it's not your fault. The second thing is is just take each day one step at a time. 
because so many people try to take on so much. That's what I did, too. I kept trying to blame myself. So I want the readers to know that you deserve better. Don't sit in that situation or think that you can get out. Just move. Because when God created, he said, let there be. And he also created us in his image, which means we can speak into ourselves as well. Because God said that there's death and life in the power of the tongue. That's why we have to control those thoughts. Because when you think something, it's one thing. But see, when you speak it, you're giving it life. So even though you may be still in that situation and you feel that there is no hope, I want you to know that there is. Look at me. I'm your testimony. Look at me. You don't have to tell your story like I did to the world. But you do need to be truthful with yourself. You don't have to need someone because I used to think, oh, I need someone to be there to support me. When I went to therapy, my husband, even though he supported me, he didn't believe in therapy at the time. So I had to stand on my own two feet. And I had to push myself because I deserve it. And I want them to look in the mirror and just say, you know what? I deserve better than this. It's not my fault. And I can do this. Just one step at a time. And you just keep telling yourself over and over, I can do this. Just one step at a time. You know, and that's I like the most that important thing. Yes. Um, believing words are so powerful. And once you change, I truly believe that when your mindset changes, your language is going to change. And when your language changes, your life will change. And so it, it does. Just telling yourself it does. that it's so powerful because you believe that subconsciously you you start to believe even if you don't believe it yourself in the physical and the natural just by you saying it over and over and over again your body subconsciously will believe that and begin to react accordingly to what you're saying. You do because that's called neuro linguistic programming. Um, yeah. where you're retraining yourself. And so you have to think about it. Your habits are because of your actions. And most of your actions, over 90-something percent of your actions, is on automatic pilot. But those were the things that were placed into you by society or your parents or those that are around you. So you have to reprogram yourself to reprogram your habits and your actions to change your beliefs. It's not saying that you're going to believe. And don't take big steps. Take little steps, just one thing at a time that say that I'm worth it. Because one thing you don't want to do is overwhelm yourself. Because when you get overwhelmed, that's when the devil can wreak even more havoc in your life. I know. Because even after getting out of it, I was in. I would come home, direct choirs, and on Friday evening, when I come home from work, I laid in the bed depressed up until Monday morning after I had stopped directing choirs, wouldn't move, wouldn't eat, wouldn't do anything because I kept laying on and with the why me, why me? It must have been me. It, could, it had to be me because this wouldn't happen normally. This is not normal. Why me? But see, when I stopped that conversation, because why is a curse word for me. 
Because when you say why, then you keep playing over and over again the thought that it's your fault. So I had to change the why to I can. I can. Because one thing that I learned is no matter if I found out once I pressed charges that he was sexually abused by a male cousin. But does that change what happened to me? No. So even though I found out why he did what he did, it still didn't change anything. So my question is why I ask why. And that's what I had to stop doing. I had to stop questioning myself in a negative aspect and start moving more towards a positive light. Because I started seeing the more, just the little things, the affirmations that I started saying to myself, I didn't believe it for years. But I kept doing research because I'm a researcher by nature. And I'm thinking, God, i got to get out of this. Because my children, if I don't get out of this, then this can cycle back on them. Now, are sexual abuse? No. But mental abuse is the same thing. Because if I'm not being the mother and being present for them, then they become a, the next lost generation. True. Because so, so I true. had to get yes, yeah, so I had to get myself out of it because no, it wasn't sexual abuse, but mental abuse to me is worse. Because sexual abuse, you can kind of get over that after a while, oh. but if you stay in your mind, that's where the devil takes control, if you allow him to. And just like yeah. I say, that's my car. I don't want him to drive my car anymore. I had to take over the wheel. I had to say, God, you know what? I place it in your hands. Did I believe it? No. But I kept saying it until I did believe it. Remember, just one step at a time. Just one. One step at a time. And and, and death and life are truly in the power of the tongue. Your words truly, truly do have power. Mm -hmm. Yes, they do. Now, Let's talk about some of the things that are motivating you to continue in your writing. Oh, well, on, while I was on the Crazy Like a Fox tour, I met so many others that when I told my story, it, it helped to encourage them to start talking about it in a controlled environment. Because some people, um, there was a young lady that was, I call it my, 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 my daughter, but my sister, because she's old enough to be my sister, but I look at her like a daughter because she had the same path that I took with her father doing the same thing to her. And when she said, you give me hope, and when we talk and she says to me, I see a difference in my relationship, that's what gives me the drive to keep going. When you have someone message you, from Africa, and they call, they call you and they say, I need help to get out the situation. And you have to try to learn customs because there's different customs in different places. But one thing that is the same is nobody's allowed to put their hand on you. And when they say, your story matters to me, it keeps me going. When you have other people that come from the church that will message and say, please keep talking. Because when I tried to go to the ones in the church they let it believe, let me believe that it was my fault because church hurt can cause people to not get past what it needs to because of the judgments that oh, yeah. people can place on them. Yeah. And so I keep yeah. telling them no matter what, 
keep going. And so that drive, when I hear people saying that it's, it's helping, it helps me too because I see that what I went through wasn't in vain because I thought God had forgotten about me. It had almost gotten to a point where I almost stopped, started to stop believing, even though I was in church all the time, because I said, why did you let him do this to me? Then I had to step back and say, God said, whosoever will, which means he didn't let him do it. That was his will. So by him making a choice, I had to choose, okay, he did this to me. Now what am I going to do? Am I going to react? the same way he's doing, or am I going to change my response and end the generational curse? Stop so, with you had to make a decision. And stop, stop I had to make a decision. Yeah. And so, like, yeah. with me doing that and speaking, the more I speak, the stronger I get, the more because I yeah. want to be the change that I want to see in society. And to me, God gave me this strength for such a time as this. Because now we're seeing so many people. I had a friend just this year. She was soon to be divorced. Her ex-husband came and stabbed and killed her up, and, and her daughter and her sister tried to stop it. And she wound up passing. I have to keep talking. I see men, because it's just not females. I see men that go through traumatic abuses as well, and the hardest part for them is because other men make fun of them about you not strong enough. Why you allow that to happen to you? Yeah. But you're not thinking about those same men are trying to keep their families together because they may have seen that growing up with their mom and they want something different. They just don't know how to do it yet. Yes, there you go. Now, you said something there that, that's really important because it's not um, just women that are abused in relationships. They're there are men that are abused as well, and I know that in your book, God, Simon, Interrupt, you talk about some of the signs, uh, domestic mm-hmm. violence, facts, and signs. Well, mm-hmm. um, let's talk about that just briefly. Uh, what are two or three of the signs that you can uh, um, just share with our listeners that, you know, to kind of, that a radar should go up to say, hey, you know, this isn't right. You know, maybe I need to rethink this relationship. Well, one thing is if, you, let's say, for instance, if you know that your family, let's say you're in a family that's closely knit, but then you get in a relationship where that person wants to bring you further away and wants to cause isolation, or they want to do the thinking for you, and they say, no, you're, you don't need to do that, as if you don't, are not your own free will person. Those are some signs because they start to be where they try to keep you, like I say, um, separated. That's not a good sign. And then another thing is when you start seeing them um, want to control finances or if they want to tell you, say, for instance, if you're in a family and a family sees a child that may start, that may be outgoing but all of a sudden become an introvert. If you're a teacher... If you see someone that's in a classroom and that child jumps at loud noises, that could be a sign. Because it's not just, how you say, the physical just start off with touching. 
is somebody could be triggered just by you touching a certain way. That could be a sign. You have to watch. And then see, like with me, which was a little bit harder because, like my teacher said, we didn't know. I was an honor student. But you can have those that are overworked. They, how you say they work extra hard. They yeah, overcompensate by doing it. Mm-hmm. They're overachievers. That could be a sign. And it's nothing wrong, but you just be you watch. Because they can put themselves so much into work because they're trying to hide the other things that's going on within them. And so, like I say, one thing about it, if you are being kept from your family by that person, that's a sign. If they don't want you to have a job and you used to being independent, that could be a sign. If they want to control all the finances, that's a sign. If they don't want you to be with your normal friends that you're with, that could be a sign. So you just have to be mindful and listen to what your heart is telling you. Don't say, oh, well, no, I'm just overthinking it. Look into it. Don't never second-guess yourself because each time you say, well, it won't happen again, it gets worse and worse. And then you start telling yourself, but that person loves me. Because you can replicate it because you're seeing that your mom went through it. Because a lot of females tend to look for love in all the wrong places because of being abused. And so you have to learn to look at yourself and say, you know what, I deserve better than this. Don't look at yourself as saying that, no, it's okay, He won't. it won't happen again. If it happened the first time, like old people say, if somebody show you something the first time, believe them. <laughs> believe them, huh? I tell you, um, that's something. And, and, you know, just knowing your self-worth, knowing that, like you say, you deserve better and, and you and you deserve more. You know, God didn't make, you know, whether it's male or female, didn't make us to to, to take on abuse like that, whether it's physical or, or mental, emotional. I truly mm-hmm. believe that. Um, I want to uh, remind our listeners, um, wow, I tell you, this is an awesome show thus far. Uh, Ms. Veronica has truly just shared documented accounts of a personal life journey just towards achieving the most important form of freedom, um, freedom for mental, physical, and spiritual, the things that she's yes. gone through in life. Um, you know, just has, has really helped her acquire the mindset and vision of a true champion. Um, our phone lines are open now. Uh, so if you would like to call in and speak with Ms. Veronica, please dial 657-383-0898 and just press the number one, and we will be notified that you have a question, and we will bring you live on the air to speak with her. Again, the number to call at 657-383-0898. We have a caller on the line. Hold on, please. Hello. Thank you for calling the Conference Cafe. You're live on the air. Hello, hello, hello. This is Latria White. Veronica, oh, my God. Up to this girl, you got me crying. I am crying. I can so resonate with your story. Um, and this is confirmation for me. And I'm going to tell you why it's confirmation for me. Because I have been working on my autobiography um, for the last longest. And I'll pick it up and I'll put it down. And I'll pick it up and I'll put it down. And I'll pick it up and I'll put it down. 
And like you, I have been fighting writing this thing. I have been fighting it, fighting it, and fighting it. And even when God came to me and told me, you will not publish another book until you write your autobiography. I've still been fighting it, fighting it, fighting it. Mm -hmm. But after hearing you all today, I'm going to finish it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to finish it. I'm going to finish it. So I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you so much for allowing God to use you. I, I, I truly, truly love you from the bottom of my heart. Oh, and I appreciate you so much. Love you too, and love. And we're going to hold you accountable to that because your story is powerful as well. So you have to write it because it's out there for not for us, it's for others. And we're being selfish when we keep it to ourselves. Amen. Thank you so much for calling. See, Veronica, and that's what it's all about is, you know, that, 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 that's your answer right there. That's your confirmation right there that, you know, you, you're doing the thing that God has called you to do. Uh, your testimony is blessing the nation, giving people the courage to stand up and, 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 and tell those things that are going on. To be able to heal, first of all, to heal. Um, I know healing, writing, you know, through my own situation with our son in, in a car accident was healing for me because I realized mm-hmm. that I had not healed. You know, I just dealt with that tragic event and just had to pick up and start over, but mm-hmm. never gave myself a chance to heal. So for those that are out there, if you're listening and, you, and you've gone through some type of traumatic event, <clears throat> If God is telling you to share that journey, whether it's speaking about it, it may not even be writing a book. It may just be mm-hmm. going to various venues and speaking, tell you know, just testimony. giving people hope, yeah, to tell your yes. story, to just heal yourself, even if it's just to do that. Take Miss Veronica's advice, please, and do it. If you, even if you, if you got to do it scared, just take the leap do of faith. It. Trust mm-hmm. that God is there and do it and do it. So thank you. I want to thank the caller for calling me, and that really blessed me just to hear her say that you encouraged her to write her autobiography and that she's been putting it down, picking it up and putting it down. And so, um, you know, this, that, that just does my heart. So good to just hear her say that now that you've given her the strength to do that. So, again, our phone lines are open, 657-383-08. Nine eight. If you would like to talk to Miss Veronica, if you have a question or a comment, um, I tell you, if you are someone in that you are listening and your life seems to be one of an obstacle course without a, a clearly defined roadmap, if you're tired of thinking thoughts that keep you sad, thinking thoughts that keep you angry and disgusted, mad, or if you're feeling empty, no matter how much or how little your income may be, or if you're someone and you're tired of not being at peace mentally and physically and spiritually, then you need to be dialing in. You need to be on this interview. You need to be calling in with questions and comments. Uh, we have the expert on the phone, author uh, Veronica Pryor Fashion, author of God's Diamond in the Rough. Um, her testimony of hope and healing has been one, I tell you, has truly touched my heart. And I know if you're on this call, if you're listening or if you're listening via the web, uh, there should be a dry eye uh, just to hear how courageous she is to just come out and tell her story. Uh, Ms. Veronica, are there um, 
Do you have any upcoming events or anything that you would, would like to share with the listeners? Where are you going to be? Are you going to be appearing, speaking in? Yes, I, yes I have um, several upcoming events. Um, one of the events is coming up at the end of September, and it's the Purple Fair with the Butterfly Society, and it's going to be at the Ruffins Reception Center in Baker, Louisiana. And what this is is this is a domestic violence organization, a non-for-profit, that does a lot of work in the Baton Rouge and surrounding areas. And on that night as well, they're going to honor me as one of the recipients of the Butterfly Award. And so if someone would like to go, yes, I have tickets for that gala that night. And how you say you're you're all invited to come out and be there, and they're going to have some other events. I'll just post it on my page um, that's going to be going on throughout the month of October. And also uh, October the 4th, there's going to be the Black Authors Matter Mix and Mingle in New Orleans, and I'm going to be one of the authors that's speaking at that, and that will be posted on my page as well. And um, (laughs) Yes, and so October the 26th, there's the ICANN conference that's going to be in Baton Rouge, and it's for, for the queens, of course. And basically it's about uh, dealing with your different types of relationships. And I'm going to be speaking from a bad relationships to becoming good, but basically you got to learn that self-love first. So I'm going to be one yeah. of the five speakers that's going to be at that event. And then the last event that I have as of now uh, for October the 25th, and this is going to be in the New Orleans area at the House of Grace Ministries in Harvey on the uh, 25th. And it's I Survived, mm-hmm. and it's the Peking Purple Banquet. And so, as I stated, I'll post all those flyers on my page. And if you wouldn't mind posting on yours for those that might be interested as well, so they can attend. Yes. But I'm, uh, how you say, I'm willing to go out and speak. And um, no matter where it's at, it doesn't matter because, like I said, my testimony is going to go to the ends of the earth. And I really believe by next year I'll be internationally speaking because I have had an invitation to come speak in Uganda, uh, to come speak how you say, but God is going to have to open up that door for me to be able to do it financially. But I know it's coming. And just like I try to tell myself, it's coming. I have to just go along the journey because this life is a journey. And I would like to challenge people to watch the words that are coming out of their mouth because if it's something that's going to trigger a negative thought, even when we're talking like our finances, saying, um, I don't have enough, you are enough. Because God said, give us this day. So if you learn to stay in the present, if you're living on that day, that's enough. You let tomorrow take care of itself. Now, I'm not saying you don't plan, but you don't overthink it. Because that's what causes anxiety and stress. Now, I want you to let our listeners know how they can connect with you and how they can purchase your book. Okay. Well, my book is on Amazon, um, the ebook version and the um the paperback version is on Amazon. And then also they can get uh, the e-versions on iTunes as well. If they look out there, the e-versions on iTunes, it's on the library ebook platforms. And soon to come, I just recorded my audio version. I will have the, have that Amen. placed out there as well. So, so they're proofing and editing it now, but the audio version of it is coming out because I know so many people live those busy lifestyles and they would prefer to listen than to sit down and read. 
So for those that yes. would like the audio version, that will be coming out, and you can keep uh, abreast of it on my website, which is newidlifecoaching.com. That's newidlifecoaching.com. I'm updating my website okay. so you'll be able to follow all the, how you say, the, the, the upcoming events and the new books and things that will be coming out by staying connected there. Amen. Well, Ms. Veronica, we are down to our last question of the evening. I want you to share with the listeners what the word conqueror means to you. Well, how you say, some of the synonyms for conqueror, one of them is winner. And so for me, I know I'm in a fixed fight. I know the end of the story. I don't have to guess to the end of the story because I know who I'm. I know who and whom I'm connected to. And so the word conqueror means it doesn't mean that I'm not going to have little excursions, or little scrimmages, but I know in the end that I'm going to win. I know that each excursion is just the next stepping stone to my next. So that's what conqueror means to me. Each little excursion, each little battle that I have, is just a stepping stone to my next into my becoming, my best blessed self, to me learning who my new ID is. (laughs) Not what society told me, but what I'm learning for myself, not with my husband, not my children, but me, because I matter, because I am more than a conqueror. That's what it means. Yes, yes, I love that. Will you go on with your best blessed self? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Ms. Veronica. I tell you, this has been amazing, amazing, amazing testament of hope and healing. And I just want to thank you so very much, so much for just coming on the show and, and opening up and sharing your heart and sharing your journey with our listeners on this evening. And I want to personally just encourage you, just keep pressing forward, keep persevering, Keep praying, keep believing that God is in control, keep speaking, keep speaking life. And to those that you come in contact with, just keep Amen. moving forward as you make an impact in the kingdom of God. And I stand with you, my dear sister, in agreement that God is going to open those doors for you to go and be an international speaker. There are people over there that are waiting for your testimony of hope and healing. So I just want to encourage you. Uh, to just keep teaching and inspiring those that you come in contact with. Amen. Oh, and I also forgot to give my email. It's uh, it's, it's oh, the same well, thing. Oh, go through that. Okay. <laughs> it is a uh, w uh, not w. It's uh, new eight 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 at gmail dot com. That's new id life coaching eight eight eight. That's the three number eight at gmail dot com. If you want to email me. Amen. And your website, one more time. www.newidlifecoaching.com. So if you, how you say, if you want me to, if you want to work, because I'm getting ready to be, I want you to pay attention because I'm going to be updating my site. I'm coming out with uh, some group coaching sessions, some packets that's going to be coming out as we move it into 2020 so we can start working on our internal GPS that's guiding those psychological steps daily because you have to control those thoughts or else they're going to be controlling you. Amen, amen. We want to thank you again. And for those that uh, 
you do have comments or questions and you just didn't want to call in, sometimes people are a little um, shy about going live, make mm-hmm. sure you leave your comments um, beneath on on our on the Block Talk Radio show, um, the Conference Cafe, and we can go back and periodically um, address those. Also on the Conference Cafe website, the interview will be posted there as well. So, um, again, if you or someone and you're out there listening and, and your life just seems to be uh, not where you want it to be, if you feel like you're going through a daily obstacle course, you're tired of thinking those thoughts that keep you sad and angry and all those negative feelings, please, please mm-hmm. connect with Miss Veronica. Again, her please. website is www.newidlifecoaching.com, and you can email her at newidlifecoaching888 at gmail.com. Okay, everyone, that is our show for this evening. And, again, I tell you, it has been an awesome, awesome show. Thank you so much for listening to the Conference Cafe. Be sure to visit theconferencecafe.com and check out our resources, our prior shows, as well as our bonus content. And while you're there, do not forget to subscribe to our website to stay updated on all of the great things that we're doing. We've truly enjoyed you all on this evening. I tell you, my soul is blessed. Do not forget to join us every Sunday evening right here, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, for amazing testimonies of hope and healing. And before you go, I want you to remember that life can sometimes present a series of events that can lead us down paths in life that can be discouraging and full of frustration. We must remember that it is our relationship with God that sustains us when we reach our limit and want to quit on this journey. You can do two things, stand firm and persevere, or you can give up and give out. You have the power to choose, and the choice that you make has the power to alter the course of your destiny for the rest of your life. Have an amazing week, everyone, and remember to keep making the impossible possible by spreading your own broken wings as you continue soaring by the power of God, transforming your traumatic events into empowering moments. Until next time, I'm your host, Twyla Reed, your Tragedy to Strategy Mentor. For speaking engagements or consultation, please email me at info at twylareed.com. And if you have a testimony of hope and healing, that you would like to share with the world, let's connect. Until next time, good night, take care, and God bless you. We're taking it back just a little bit, y'all. Come on, everybody sing it. I've got it.